0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin the SS Hashem feedback and insight share number 22. Con- um, continuing, addressing both the husband and the wife together. And we're talking about the difference how, generally speaking, husbands and wire- wives are wired completely differently internally as to their um, reactions towards sexual desire. And um, like we mentioned last time, men are wired that when they are under stress generally and they love their wives and they want to have sex with them and that helps a lot also to alleviate their stress. While she, the wife is wired completely differently that, that when she's under a lot of stress and she has a lot on her head, then the sex is the last thing on her head and she needs first to feel less stressed, to feel loved and emotionally connected to a certain degree, a reasonable degree, to be inclined to want to have an actual sexual relationship with her husband. And Hashem made it that way. Like we said, and I really believe it, that it's Hashem definitely has a sense of humor. And again, it's frustrating, and it could cause anger, but we have to hold back and realize this is not... Your wife's fault, it's not your husband's fault. It really is a wiring difference between the two of them. And we mentioned last time that um, Hashem is saying to the both of them, I want you both to work together. To work together to make the physical sexual aspect work, you got to work it out. You work it out by serving each other, by giving to each other, the husband has to realize that the, the, his wife is under stress and you start taking things off her plate. You help her fold the laundry. You help her with the kids. You talk to her in a calm way. And, and, even, and again, both of you need to know this, and I'm going to stress this again and again and again. This seems to be, or some of you may be listening and saying, what am I saying here? What type of advice am I giving here? I'm telling the husband, you go fold the laundry or talk to your wife nice and um, and be a mensch so that you could enjoy sex later. That's the biggest shloishma possible, no? And the wife also, the wife, you know, doesn't necessarily right now want the sex, but she wants the emotional connection, she wants the the that warm feeling and the communication. And uh, sometimes she has to go to that shloishma of enticing him with the physical aspects of it, you know, you if you um, are accommodating to listening to me and helping me out, I'll be more inclined to be sexual with you. That seems like a big shalod l'shma too. So externally, what I'm describing here may sound completely selfish, but I'm telling you now, it's the opposite of selfishness. And I explained this when I gave the shia to the women alone and I'm going to explain it over here now, because the tachlis is the one tachlis that you joined. You're you're still focusing on the ideal. The ideal is is that you both love each other. And Hashem wants you to connect in all ways, in all different ways, not just one-dimensional just in the bedroom, that's true, not just one-dimensional outside of the bedroom, that's not true either, but in all aspects, including the physical aspect. So when I said before, for example, that the man, man feels stressed and he needs that sex to alleviate his stress, that seems very sholoy l'shma. But the bottom line is, he truly loves his wife and wants to connect with her, and that's his real tachlis. So the fact that he's benefiting something of a sholoy that is a perfectly healthy sholoy l'shema. These are sholoy lishmas that lead to a lishmah. And each one, the husband and wife, the wife has maybe a shloy I want my husband to do more of the housework to help me. And sometimes in order to do that, I may have to, you know, be more physically inclined towards him. And he's thinking, I want to be with her physically, and in order to get there, I need to help her out more. But that's a sheloil lishma that leads to lishma, because the bottom line is you do both love each other, and you're working together for a way to to to, to, to be one. And this it's interesting because they're going to learn later speak about this five love languages, which is very popular. You're going to look it up online. All of it is alpitaira, Every single one of these is alpiyira expressing your love to your spouse, these f- all five languages. So there's one of them that seems very unromantic, and that's act of, acts of service, meaning when you show you love somebody, with for many people, the way they feel loved is when you do things for them, and the way they show love is when they do things for you, even if it seems like mundane. So, for example, if the woman's love language is acts of service, then the husband comes home and starts washing the dishes, or putting the dishes in the dishwasher, she'll come in, sees see this, see him vacuuming, and she'll have this warm feeling she'll get turned on. Which sounds strange, but that's her love language. She's getting excited. He really cares for me. He's doing things for me. And you may think, like, what's the big deal? I'm just vacuuming. I'm just uh, turning in a, a bulb to fix a bulb. But she sees this, and feels a warm feeling towards him by his, this act of love, which is an act of, of service. That's a real, real love language. And that's how you get her going sometimes if that's her love language. So, and, and each one has to learn each other's language in order to get there. Bec- but it's very, very sad, I have to say, and um, for both of them, that they have such opposite views sometimes. So, for example, this is like a couple. It's very. It sounds humorous, but it's sad. But it's also humorous. So, let's say a couple has um, times where they where they work out between themselves. They have set days where they have int- intimacy and set days when they don't. Again, okay, there's no right and wrongs here. Every couple works it out between themselves. You know. So, but the bottom line is, let's say they have that. So let's say it's that day where, where that night they're scheduled at least to, to have physical intimacy. The husband, I mean, he's at work. He's thinking, "Oh, great! Uh, this is I'm looking forward. I can't like, like, like I'm I'm gonna have sex tonight." They're very excited. And again, it's a shaloy l'shma, but it's really a l'shma. They really love their wives. Again, I'm talking about a situation where they really, really love each other. They have flaws, this and that, but they love each other. That's what we're talking about now. I'm not talking in these two things about people that are, you know, those other uh, not good situations. I'm talking about a decent situation, regular marriage, many bumps in the road. You know, someone could be anxious, depressed, and, you know, uh, bumps, but you love each other. That's what I'm talking about now. See, he's all excited the whole day. You know, this is motivating him. I'm diving shakers better, milk better, she... You know, he's looking forward to it so much. She, on the other hand, because she has a lot on her plate, again, husbands, realize this, she loves you too. She wants to be with you too. But when she has a lot on her plate, when you have a lot on your pay plate, I want to have that sex. I want to connect. That's how I'll feel better. That's how I'll feel the love and that's how my stress will be relieved. When she feels stress it's like she's dreading it. Oh, tonight's the night? Oh, boy. You know, it's another thing on her checklist that she has to do. Now, I'm a man, so when I talk to the lady, I know I'm the gay abedover with this, but believe me, all you women listening, is that many college teachers will tell you what I'm telling you. Wives that have great marriages will tell you what I'm telling you. So don't listen to me because I'm a male, or not listen to me because I'm a, I happen to be a male, because what I'm telling you, I'm telling you something that a good, normal, healthy, collar teacher or someone that experiences a happy marriage and wants to tell you something would tell you the same thing I'm saying now. And that is that don't look at sex as a chore or as a burden. Even if right now you're under a lot of stress, and right now it's understandable, it's not something that's on your head now, but this attitude of dreading it because you have so much to do, you have to shift a little bit that consciousness and say to yourself, it's different. It doesn't mean, I. I it's because it is a gift. The bottom line is it's a matana in a marriage. Only in marriage this can be. This is the only time that Hashem wants this physical sexual connection to happen, and he wants it as a matana for the both of you. So it's true that you need to work through things to get to that point, but the goal is that once that is relieved and your husband helps you out or you find ways to alleviate that stress, it's meant to be a pleasurable experience for you, not just for your husband. And so, so it's important that both husband and wife need to adapt and learn it that way. And because the truth is, and again, I'm talking to the wife now, and again, I'm saying this not as a male and not as a husband, but as saying over what college teachers say and what other women say who advise other women on their marriages, the ones that are experts, you need to realize that when a man is feels rejected by you rejecting them sexually it's it it creates a terrible feeling of loss it could really mess up their heads and if you really love your husband you don't want to mess up your heads and again we're talking about being realistic about it and talking it through and working together and now going back to talking to the both of you this working together this is an excellent analogy i saw that's very important to visualize and it's like this you could have like a, a, a type of a couch where there is a couple seat where a husband and wife could sit together in one type of seat let's call that a couple seat and then you have a single seat here and a single seat here okay so the couple could both together sit in that couple seat where they're communicating with each other, and they're looking after each other's needs, and they're reciprocating to each other. That's one ideal, and that's the ideal. They should both be in that, what I call the couple seat, where the husband and wife are sitting together and communicating and working everything out. Then there is the single seats. Single seats means the husband sits in his single seat and is only thinking about his needs, his feelings, his rights, and you have the wife sitting in her single seat, only thinking about her own feelings, her own rights, not thinking about the other. And in marriage, sometimes you have an interchange of these three seats. So, for example, in the best case scenario, they're both sitting in the couple seat, both of them together, and they're talking, they're communicating with each other, they're working out all issues, bedroom issues, inside, outside, everything. And they're connecting, a deep friendship. And then you have the opposite extreme, what unfortunately happens, even in good marriages. Yes, even in good marriages. He retreats to his single seat because he was hurt by something. She retreats to her single seat. So, so, so she retreats, and they are like two uh, ships passing through the night, each one thinking about their own selfish needs now, protecting themselves, and not thinking about the other at all. Then you have that middle ground. Middle ground means... When one one person of the couple is in that single seat, thinking only about themselves and their needs and their own feelings and their own rights, while the other one is sitting in the couple seat, alone right now, but is saying, I am working for the marriage. I want my husband or wife to be with me in this seat, and I'm going to do everything to serve my husband and wife, even though right now they're isolated and they're sitting in their single seat, you have those three separate scenarios happening happening, even in the best of marriages, but it has to be worked out that ultimately the both of you need to work it out together and um and it all has to be talked about and again, it's not a weakness in sneas whatsoever to have those discussions. With your husband alone. To know what's what. To have compassion. And talk through all these subjects. That need to be talked talked with. And the husband also needs to know. Now I'm talking to the men. If you're, if you're having a hard time. Because your wife is right now. Very overwhelmed. And it happens a lot. After a child is born. And the other child is, is young. And she's still nursing. And um, tired all the time. A lot of times there's anxiety and depression. could happen to either one of you, by the way. But a lot of times postpartum things, where she's not herself. She's simply not herself. And I know this is the first instinct. You feel the rejection, because she's not interested in being with you sexually. And you retreat to that single couch, to that single seat like I talked about, and escape. Escape with pornography. Escape with masturbation. That's very unhealthy. It's hard, but it's very unhealthy. Instead, what you need to do is you keep on communicating and be open with your wife. Say, I miss you. I know you're not up to it, whatever it is. But engage her and don't give up. Engage her, talk to her, communicate with her. Don't use the easy way out and escape into your own world. And you, wife also, if you feel down, depressed, upset, but express that to your husband, I'm not myself. I need help. I got to figure out what to do. Maybe I just need rest. It's not personal. I love you. It's just that I'm just not myself. I, 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 you know, I'm. I, I, I need. I need to. You know, I need some help with this. You can't just say just snap out of it. Instead, the husband has to say, "How can I help you? What can I help you with?" Maybe there's a hormonal imbalance that sometimes causes. Uh, lack of this interest maybe work is depleting energy there's many 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 factors but it's the easiest thing to want to retreat and to hide and to then to make the mistakes that you're going to regret for the rest of your life because you're going to hurt not only your wife but you're going to hurt your yourself you're going to hurt your marriage and what for and again if you truly love each other these bumps in the roads generally work itself out. I'm telling you, every marriage has these bumps in many ways and shapes and forms. In every given marriage, you have often that one of them is overwhelmed. They're both overwhelmed, and um, and sometimes one you know, is very interested in the physical intimacy and the other one is totally overwhelmed and they can't handle it right now, and it could create some tensions. But these are bumps in the roads that could be worked out. You continue reaching out towards each other. Both men and women need to understand the fact that even though they're wired differently, they need to accommodate the wiring of the other one. So, in the case of the husband, he has to pull back a little bit. And even though he's sexually very interested right now, but he senses and knows that his wife is not at this moment. He needs to... Have a little self-restraint and engage your wife in communication, in dialogue, in loving friendship, helping her out, rolling up your sleeves and doing things for her. You could express your interest and say, I want to be with you, and she should respond in kind, but don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Don't view it as a rejection any single time where, oh, not, now is not the right time. or not, Don't take it personally and don't make the mistake of retreating in your shell and escaping in unhealthy ways. And for the wives, encourage the same thing. You may not be interested in the sexual aspect right now. You may be too overwhelmed for it. And that's okay. But don't shut yourself off completely. Don't go into that single couch and say, I'm not interested, just too bad. You work with your husband. Understand that he's wired differently and just work it out and help talk to him and explain to him what he could do to help you alleviate your stress in any way possible that he could help you so that you both together should find that medium where you both could be together and enjoy each other. Because I'm telling you, after that hard work, if you really both work hard to get to that point where you really could enjoy each other. It will change your marriage completely, completely change your marriage, to to have a mamish ataynug, something that you look forward to, that you're excited about. And again, they feed off each other, or outside the bedroom and inside the bedroom. They're both equally important. Now, it doesn't seem like they're equally important, but they are equally important. You know, for someone whose mind is into that, I'll say, of course, the bedroom is the most important thing. The other ones that, you know, seem to be more loftier, no, you have the chinuch, and then you have the tyrant, and then you have the tefillin, and then you have the, the, the work and the chesed, and everything you do outside, this is only a tiny prat. That's not true either. <laughs> that's not true either. It's the yesod and the from where everything else that's on the outside flows from. And you need to remember that. So people who downplay it or overplay it, they're both wrong. Because it's a balance. Hashem made it that way, that it's a balance. Don't never overestimate it, never underestimate it. Consider the friendship and the connection inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom to be of equal importance and work towards it together with each other. It's the Akadosh It's a Tainuk Hashem wants it to be that way. But he wired us differently and he wants us to work on our characters, to give to the other, to accommodate, till you have that common ground. And then when you finally have that common ground, and you work through the problems together, it could be a tremendous tainig for the both of you, a healing for the both of you, a sipik anefish for the both of you. And you should always remember that. Hashem Bench, you all with wonderful shalom bias with simcha, with nachas, kultuv with Gashmius and Ruchnius together. Gashmius and Ruchnius together. Have a wonderful day.